Hey, throw me. This is Tom Atkins, and you're listening to Outsiders of Horror Podcast. listening to the Outsiders of Horror Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting fucking episode of the Outsiders of Horror. It's episode 53, which Andrew Faye had to remind me 16 times over the last hour. Um, we just got uh, we just got done talking to a special guest who uh, we'll bring in a little later. But right now, it's uh, it's the normal gang. Um, plus, we have this fucking weird cunt from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, also on the episode <laughs> today. So uh, off the bat, my main man, my brother from another, Andrew Fay, all gay. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> That's right. And that that beautiful fucking four eyed vixen herself, Christy, Nightmare Christy. Oh, hello everybody. And the other one, Winter. Hello, lumberjack built bitch. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Destiny wants her fucking clothes back. Anyway, so. Oh! And as always, I am uh, Brian, the one-man farmer, and uh, here I am carrying the show on my back. Um, so anyway, what's what's new, guys? Obviously, the world is uh, it's almost at the end. This could be the last episode because of the coronavirus. So what's what's going on in uh, your respective Well, hold on. You just said you had to carry the show on your back or whatever. Now, how's your back feeling these days there, motherfucker? Actually, my back, you know, it's fucking hurt for carrying you this last 53 fucking episodes. Actually, 52 because you missed one. But yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was your episode either, two that you missed. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, hey, you've missed more than one. So it's not 53 for you either. Cock stain. <laughs> Cock nugget. Fucking uh, Oompa Loompa. Fucking Wizard of Oz bitch. Christy, how's the store going? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're still shipping stuff out and uh got in some adam's family figures from mezco so we got a few new things in just waiting for this virus thing to be over so we can open the store up here in vegas yeah i liked your uh, new video where uh it almost turned into a, a cooking show oh my god the hello <laughs> and that <laughs> We were just having fun, y'all. <laughs> You're absolutely adorable now. Like, oh, look at that. That's that's cool. Hey, the meal turned out really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. I've, uh, I'm officially on layoff myself, so I'm just quarantined in, in my little room watching a fuck ton of movies because, you know, I don't want to develop a hobby or anything like that. That's that's some people like actually do that. that that are important. I just want to just lay in my bed and watch movies. Which so I'm going to get pretty fat after this whole epidemic. Hopefully, it doesn't last too long. Otherwise, I'm going to be on my 600 pound life before you know it. But <laughs> same. I can't stop eating. <laughs> I can't stop eating. Like I'm bored eating at this point. 
That's that's my thing is that I eat when I'm bored and I've been bored. So I'm just fucking snacking constantly. And I can see why people are hoarding all these food because you got people like us that are just going to eat everything the second we bring it home. So. <laughs> Too excited over new snacks. <laughs> uh, speaking of delicious snacks, Farmer, how are you handling this? Uh... <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, I'm just a... Uh quarantine inside my house I, I was trapped in the basement for a few hours but uh other than that you know just uh just living my breast life you know <laughs> nice nice yeah the i think the whole the whole state's going to be in a, a complete uh quarantine i think that i think they're forcing a stay-at-home order for the entire state soon uh so we'll uh we'll we'll see what happens but yeah i'm probably gonna end up losing my health insurance at the end of the year so We'll, uh, we'll fucking see what happens there. So, yeah, keep hurting yourself then, dumbass. <laughs> things are going to work out got it now. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fine now. Except no like no doctor will see you because he thinks you have the dreaded AIDS corona. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, like that, they, they extended the closing of Disney World, Disneyland. There, there's all these dates that were supposed to happen at the end of March. They're extending it, obviously, because shit has not calmed down. So, I mean... It's only going to get even worse before it starts to get remotely better, I believe. So it's I'm, it's it's going to get worse. I mean, I'm thinking like TFWs in September. I think uh, they'll still have it, but I think they're going to have that extra protocol type shit where we all have to fucking wear gloves. You can't touch the celebrities. You like all sorts of rules will probably be implied, is what I'm guessing. That's just me kind of just fucking taking a random guess here. I think we'll have the Michael Jackson white glove that shit. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think back when the coronavirus was starting, I actually went to meet Daniel Harris and she had a, a sign at her table saying like, I'm not shaking hands. I'm scared of getting coronavirus. And it's just crazy how it just exploded from then. Mm -hmm. I hear she's a twat anyway. So I mean, um, that's nothing new from her. That is the consensus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's all right. <laughs> she's all right. She's all right. That's the, that's the most sugar you can code on that comment. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but aside from the world ending you know it's not ending texas frightmare weekend uh glad it got postponed postponed to september the 11th through the 13th uh yeah that's the that's exciting i'm glad it didn't get fucking canceled some conventions just outright canceled so that's gonna suck balls for them but for us there's a glimmer of hope except <laughs> now it's in fucking september and it's so far away Right, but you still you still have myself, Farmer and Christy, all the time. Christy's still vending. Me and Farmer yep. will still be there. Yeah, we'll still be there. Yep. And my birthday's the twentieth of September, so it'll be close to that at least. Happy sixty ah. seventh. We'll celebrate it in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you old cougar. You're like a, a grandma cougar, you know. <laughs> I am not a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> You're a grand cougar. <laughs> you aged well, girl. You still a queen. Thank you. Oh, as of today, the uh, the pending list for Texas Frightmare Weekend. While it is short, I'll just riff them off: Alice Cooper, Darren Bowsman, Clive Barker, uh, Jonathan, <laughs> Br <laughs> uh, that fucking weirdo Harvey Guillen, which I don't even understand why he was even announced for this fucking con uh, convention anyway. Uh, Amy Longcan from Airheads, who also I don't understand why the fuck she's here. Uh, Tracy Lords, who could give two shits about Mink Stoll, who nobody gives a shit about. Uh, Skeet Ulrich, the one person I do give a shit about, and Dead Meat, the YouTube personality. And CJ Graham canceled. So that entire pending confirmation list could go fuck off, except for Clive Barker, who oh. I would love to meet. 
<laughs> What's good is that there's only been one cancellation so far, and they've confirmed everybody else but those names that just set off. But out of those names, like you pretty much just said out of your tone there, that there's only like two or three that were fucking really concerned about showing up anyway. So, though I, even though some people have confirmed, I still worry because it's so far away. And if any of these people get offered a film gig, then they're automatically they're just going to bail. Right. So that's that's the unfortunate thing where before at least all we had was like a month and a half to go, but now we have to wait what another fucking six months. I mean, a lot could happen with all these people. Right, so but a lot of these names were confirmed like back when they f- were announcing names, like in August, September, or October last year. I mean, I know a lot of more Maurice too, like Justin Long, but he he's confirmed to be back. Uh, you know, Tom Atkins, yeah, baby, I love him. <laughs> right, mustache so red. He's so cute. And then the headliner for the show, Dave Cronenberg, is is still confirmed to be there. So, which I I don't give a fuck about. I've already expressed that before. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm happy for everybody, but but give me my Atkins, give me my Long, give me my Haley. I'm good. <laughs> give Farmer his knight in shining armor, Clive Barker. <laughs> true. I have so many things to get him to sign, even though I already have things signed by him that uh, somebody else got for me. But I, I just, I need to meet the man. I what is the top thing you want signed? Um, I need him on my... Actually, no, I'm looking at my two posters. He's already signed those. Um, I need him on my Nightbreed mask, which I'm also going to get Cronenberg um, to sign, my Nightbreed Decker figure, which I got from Christy. Uh, cool. signed. And I need... Those, those are the two that I need Clive on. True. Those, are, those are the two that kind of like ends my live collection though i do have a promo of a nightbreed uh, pamphlet that they gave out back in the theaters when the uh, film first screened uh that's pretty rare so if anything i'll probably have them sign that too since uh that's there's only a handful out in existence so now, now winter what in one of your one wasn't winter one one of your cons uh postponed to august june June. Oh, June. Yeah. Oh, even earlier. Ooh, yeah. that's iffy. That's fucking iffy. But Are you still plan uh, on going to that? Yeah, I'm still planning to go to Horror Hound, but I, I mean, I'm just still a little bit concerned because I just feel like there's so many festivals that are being canceled already in June and being pushed to fall. I just felt it should have just been it's pushed to the get, fall with yeah, everything it's else get again or canceled. It, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. scared about that too with Days of the Dead because they um, rescheduled it for June. So yeah, we'll see that's how that. Goes. Yeah, that's, that's clearly too early. Yeah. So we're already supposed to be in the incline of this fucking global mm-hmm. pandemic right now, and we're not. We're not at all. It's still just been getting worse each day as as it goes on as we record this episode. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, a wise man once said these two quotes: "Horror and sex go hand in hand." I think that the two are life and death. And uh, I always say that fine acting is the best special effect. If you have a good actor, they can make you believe anything. My movies have always been about the cast, really. That man was Stuart Gordon. Uh, R.I.P. to the maestro, the master uh, of horror himself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, writer, director, reanimator, all the reanimator flicks. Uh, you know, one of one of my favorites. Uh, but yeah, uh, R.I.P. to that man. Dolls, I love dolls. That was my favorite from him. Oh, 
So good. That's a good one. Reanimator wins my heart. It wins a lot of people's hearts. I don't, I've never met too many people that said, oh, Reanimator sucked. I, I don't come across too many of those. Well, it's I was unfortunate. He, uh, he canceled last year. At yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. He was just supposed to be a primer last year, but he canceled the last fucking minute. Him and his wife, right? I think, yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, him and his wife. Well, and uh, on, on the, in the words of Stuart Gordon, cat's dead. Details later. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. Or to quote Farmer from the from earlier episodes, Faye is dead. Details later. <laughs> I am not dead. I'm much more alive right now. That's true. This is true. We'll uh, we'll do, we'll do. You know, this is gonna be a first time ever, but we'll we'll give a a quick moment of silence for Stuart Gordon. And now that we're back into it from that uh, that moment of silence from that dreadful shit, uh, here we go with uh, Andrew Faye's overrated pick of the week. <laughs> Uh, this week I decided to go with uh, the Soska sisters. Um, they've they've had one good movie, and the rest have been subpar at best. The reason I'm picking that is because they're known as a na- they're fucking sweet. They're absolute sweethearts. So nothing against them personally, but I mean they've they had American Mary, which was great, but other than that, anything else that they put out has just been subpar at best, and. I don't think they should be that name out there. Like, like they're, they're, those are directors you need to do the next film and stuff like that. No, those are directors you need to kind of maybe avoid. And if I want something from them, I want something like new and original from them. Like the Rabbit remake, no, not good. Uh, and then the, the sequel to See No Evil, that was okay, you know. But uh, even Dead Hooker in a Trunk, they're like their first film or whatever. I mean. It's up par at best, and I try not to criticize that because when it's your first film, it's it's you know when it's your first film, you have your issues and stuff like that, and you're learning. But yeah, Soska sisters. Uh, sorry, I mean they're they're lovely, but I think they've only had one good movie out of their arsenal. Yeah, American Mary was good. That was it yeah. for me. Past that, no thanks. See no evil though. I did like that. Yeah. I thought Daniel Harris did pretty good. Yeah. I will say that uh, Dead Hooker in a Trunk was actually a really good movie. And I, I thought Bio it was a nice too. one from the from the Soska sisters. Uh, they are fucking sweethearts. I love them. They, they are, are really nice. They are sweethearts. I, uh, American Mary was fucking amazing. So, yeah, the rabbit was meh. See No Evil 2, meh. That was a big budget studio movie. But I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think they're overhyped. My thing is, I, I will change my opinion. I just want something original from them again. Something like American Mary yep. or something like that. Not them just getting uh, pawned off because their name and they go make it either remake or sequel or whatever. I want something brand new from them. Then maybe I'll change my opinion. But right now, yeah, I, the only thing I like from them is really that I thought was great was American Mary. Sweet ladies, well, though. I mean, they were, yeah. they were fucking dolls. I mean... Definitely meet them if you get the chance, but don't praise them like they're the next fucking Craven or Carpenter or anything like that. Well, they're, they're certainly not not on that level, but I mean, they're for for being uh, two strong female uh, filmmakers in uh, in a world that doesn't really recognize them. Uh, I'm gonna say that they're they're doing okay. 
I hope so. I hope I'm wrong, but right now, yeah, that's my overrated pick of the week. <laughs> and with that, since we're all just, you know, pretty much quarantined and chill and we don't really have lives right now, uh, except for people that work at pizza shops. But uh, aside from that, uh, what what are some recent watches? Let's uh, let's tackle that. Christy, we're going to go with you first. OK, um, I have watched Lock and Key. That was so good. I totally recommend that if you need something to binge. Um, watch The Hunt. I really liked that movie. That was pretty good. The console, that's my favorite on Pornhub. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, different movie. Different movie. Sorry. The Hunt. <laughs> um, what else have I watched? Uh, oh, I finally watched Brightburn. Did you like it? Huh? I liked it. I thought it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was. It, I thought I was gonna hate it. I didn't hate it. So um, it, it for a DC film, it was pretty. It was pretty good. Yeah, and I don't really do DC films and all that, but yeah. Same. So that was pretty good. What else did I watch? Um, uh, Splatter University. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, watched that today. <laughs> um, and then I've been binge watching. It's not horror, but I've been binge watching different strokes. <laughs> the old TV show from a long Well, I mean the, the world don't move oh to the beat of just on drum. But people my age or older will know what different strokes is. <laughs> it's not horror. It's just an old comedy. And that's what I've been watching. That's it. Winter. Okay. Um, I've been watching a lot of Dario Argento, just kind of revisiting his films. Um, yes. I revisited Demons and Demons 2. I personally like Demons 1 better. Um, i never seen his film Opera. I just checked that one out the other night. Really liked it, but I still think Suspiria is his best film. Um, but yeah, that's been about it for me. i just been wanting to revisit all of his films and then try to look into things that I haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen Phenomena. I haven't seen Inferno. I, um, I wanted to revisit Deep Red. Didn't really get into that one, but... That's been about it for me revisiting him. Nice. I uh, I have Demons One and Demons Two on VHS back <gasps> there in my little closet area. Um, one of them's the original from fucking uh, Italy from a from a movie from like a rental house. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Le, uh, Lam, uh, what's his name? Lamberto Bava, the director of those. Yeah, he's fucking. I want to meet that guy so bad. He's on my list. That's awesome. I'm jealous. Faye, you pissed jug an asshole. What movies have you been watching? <laughs> Glad you asked. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, uh, recently, I, you know, like uh, we're all in quarantine. I, I, and something I like to do is a uh, movie marathon. See if I can complete like a full franchise, like within a day or whatever. So I, I did uh, I did the entire Child's Play franchise, which is about a 14-hour marathon or whatever. I did that. Just go fuck hobbies. Yeah, fuck, fuck hobbies, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I also did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre another day. Uh, Which one? That's very vague. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, everything Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, one, two, uh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I did Next Generation. I did the remake. I did the remake sequel. And then I did that weird 3D one that they fucking did with Alexander Daddario, who was fine as fuck. <laughs> but that movie sucked. Just, just no other. 
Okay, I did that one. Uh, I'm in the middle of doing the the Saw franchise. This is kind of getting me up for, hyped up for Spiral whenever that's gonna be released because I got pushed back. Uh, and then I did a. Usually I avoid zombie movies except for Easter time, but um, I decided to do a zombie comedy like a triple feature. So uh, I did a, I did Zombieland Double Tap for the first time. I, that was fun. It was a good movie. It was a nice sequel to the first Zombieland, and I enjoyed the first Zombieland. This one wasn't as good as the first one, but I, I had fun with it. Next one is not only my favorite zombie comedy, but my favorite zombie movie of all time, and probably my favorite one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Shaun of the Dead. Hello, Christy. How you doing? <laughs> God. That's a good one. I love that movie. I can, I can never. I, that's one of those movies where I can watch it every single day. Like it goes in the category of like Scream and shit like that. Where if it's on, I can sit and watch it and, and have a great time. It's a good. And then I watched uh, one of the newest releases that's a zombie comedy called Eat Brains Love. That that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that movie. It it was very funny. Like these people are very aware that they're zombies. Like these teenage, like high school kids, they're aware that they're zombies, and they realize that they need to eat people to to tame the the rage that is being a zombie. And it's very funny, and I, I definitely recommend that for sure. And yeah, and then I watched uh, uh, the Leviathan documentaries, part one and two, that are on oh. Shutter about Hellraiser. Yeah, that's really good. I like yeah, I, I love any documentary that's going to tell me about any film, even if it's a, like, yeah. a movie or franchise that I hate. I still love to hear about the behind-the-scenes shit. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's always fun. Which, yeah, which, and, and you'll hear in the interview that's about to come up. We hear a lot of cool behind-the-scenes stuff, and, and, and I enjoyed it. But, yeah, those are uh, my recent watches for now. Wait till next week to where probably a double from what I just fucking said. <laughs> double the stack. And I literally oh, yeah. just lifted off like 20 some on movies, if you think about it in those franchises and shit like that. Yeah, literally. Yeah. How do you find the time, Faye, in your busy lifestyle? <laughs> There's no lifestyle right now. It's quarantine in the room, and I don't want to sit there and draw or paint or build sculptures or anything like that, so I'm just going to fucking watch movies. There you, there you go. go. And I look All forward. Right. My list is not even close to uh, that man's fucking list, but I, I watched Hatchet One, Hatchet Two, Hatchet Three by my main man Adam Green, probably for the tenth billion like zillionth time for all of those. Why not Victor um, Crowley? Uh, I don't really care for Victor Crowley that much, to be honest with you. So, did I ever tell you a story about how I saw Victor Crowley the first time? Do what? So I was in California, and um, they were. Uh, it was a. It was a tenth anniversary. It was like an anniversary for Hatchet One, and there was a theater in LA. And then uh, Adam was going to be there, and then they were showing. They were supposed to show the original Hatchet for the anniversary, and then uh, Adam goes up there, gives a speech, and then he ends a speech saying, uh, "And uh, just so you know, you're not going to watch the very first Hatchet. You're going to watch the fourth Hatchet." <laughs> so it was a surprise. Like nobody knew that he was filming it, oh, but it was. I saw like the the I was the very first like a group of people to ever see that movie, so it was pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, I know it's a secret. So. Yeah. And then um and then I watched some kind of hate 
by that fucking cunt bag, uh, Adam Egypt Mortimer, who I hope fucking dies and drowns in an ocean somewhere someday and gets eaten by sharks like in open water. Um, and then I watched uh, The Brood by David Cronenberg. <laughs> that was a twist. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Damn. Good old farmer for you. He'll never just like you. He either loves you or don't give a fuck about you and wish you nothing but the worst. You don't get it in between. You don't. It's either, the, it's either one thing or it's the other. There is there is no middle ground here. I'm sorry. No. See, people in Farmer's Life feel, feel lucky because other than that, he's going to wish death upon you, apparently. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. There's only a select few, you know, only a select few. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that, um, I'm probably gonna end up watching Reanimator tonight. Um, you know, because there's no work or, or anything, so might as well. But yeah, that uh, that concludes my list of uh, recent watches. I love the movies. I do too. Yeah. That's gonna be another one that I'll probably watch. Yeah, I think I might do that now too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quarantine life. I'm gonna get fat as fuck. Same. Oh my god! There's gonna be so many fat people at Texas Frightmare in September. It's gonna be great. Oh my god! During the <laughs> everyone brings a deodorant to Texas Frightmare. Uh, that that includes some of you cows that are listening. Make sure you uh, you bring your fucking yeah. deodorant with you and hand sanitizer. <laughs> That's true. And your gloves. And your gloves. Don't be shaking my hand, motherfucker. I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> We get a weekend elbow like we got nubs and shit, but no, no, no shaking. <laughs> yeah, Farmer and I will still spoon. We're not gonna let the coronavirus stop that fucking love fest. Hey, baby, no, ain't that right? Mm-hmm. That's right. We'll just <laughs> lather each other up with Corona Light Extra. We'll be fine. That's a repellent. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, um, now you're about to hear uh, the smooth, sweet sounds of an interview with. Uh, the the infamous soon to be fear footage uh, found footage fear footage whatever the fuck it is legend himself uh, writer director maybe he was an actor in the movie you will never know the man is a mystery but stay tuned for Ricky Umber. This is the police. Yay! Come out now. I've been hearing strange noises coming from this wooded area out back of my apartment building. We gotta get the fuck out of here. I will shoot you! Creepy clown sighting. No nightmares. Dark Buck Police Department, come out now! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a, a brand new, a brand new 2020 interview. Um, this interview is kind of, it's kind of special. It's kind of unique, and it's a, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of crazy. But straight from the holding room at a Dark Bluff Sheriff's Department, ladies and gentlemen, writer, director, editor, Mister Ricky Umberger. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. 
No problem. So Absolutely. yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll jump off, Ricky. So I mean, obviously there isn't a lot out there about you or about anything. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with some shit. I just wanna I just wanna get to know you. So how did you get into filmmaking? How did this happen? Um, the the first fear footage is the only thing I the first thing I ever did, and it was just it just came together in shorts. That's why it ended up being an anthology because I just. A friend, me and a friend of mine had some free time. We just shot a short, which was the clown segment in that, the birthday party. And it came together pretty decent. And I was like, well, I'll do another one. I did another one, came together decent. And then I was like, well, if I do one more in wraparound, we got a feature length, you know, film. So I just, it came together like that. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a filmmaker and make a film. It just came together like that. No shit, that's that's pretty awesome. So just start of kind of like a little short thing, and then uh, you just figured, fuck it, I'm just gonna make a whole thing out of it. Yeah, it was just fun. <laughs> I was like, I want to do this again. So you know, it kind of went that way. Were you trying to take the uh, the creep show route? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're gonna make a horror movie, you you base it, you know, you that's a good inspiration. That's 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 fair enough. Uh, do you have a favorite director? Um, George Romero. George Romero, nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, like, I think Night of the Living Dead kind of it changed horror, you know. So that was that was that that brought the monsters into the real world, kind of. I agree. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah, I mean, like that 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 film goes super early on for sure. Like, they, I feel like that uh, that definitely paved the way. That yeah. uh, created what it is for sure. Yeah. That's why he's uh, he's the crazy grandfather of fucking uh, of zombies and horror cinema back there. <laughs> So uh, within film, like aside from Creepshow, like what are some or some other of like your favorite films? Um, films or horror films? Because I, I horror films, horror films. Yeah. Okay. Um, Creepshow, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, you know, obviously the classics: Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Um, I love Blair Witch Project. Um, Friday Thirteenth Six. There's there's so many going. Phantasm Two is one of my favorites. There's a lot of there's too many. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good list. It's a, it's a good list to have, I'd say. Yeah. I have a question for you. Do you have any famous person or director that you technically kind of look up to that got you or helped you with making films? Um, not see because I didn't really I didn't like set out when I did these two movies to be like a, a director. So it wasn't like I want to be like, you know, this person it, I just, I just wanted to make like a scary movie, you know what I mean? I didn't, so not really, but I mean, I, you know, George Romero and stuff. I love stuff they've done. Eduardo Sanchez with the Blair Witch Project. You know, there, there's a lot of great directors, but none that I was like, I'm gonna set out to be like that person. You know what I mean? Right. It just, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to be a filmmaker. I just wanted to make a film. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's no, it does. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love how this turned into just something that you were just going to do for fun, and then it turned into a feature length, and then a sequel, and then here we are. Yeah. You know, and then when I did the first one, it, I was kind of just doing it for myself. Like, I, you know, I want to make a... And then I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I might as well go all in and do, like, do the do the, the film festival circuit and try to take it as far as I can if I'm going to do it, because I didn't know where it was going to go. And, it, you know, it ended up doing really well. So that's I was like, okay, there's some interest. I'm going to do another one. And it, you know, it kind of just snowballed like that. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. How old were you when you got into horror movies? I, I've, I've always loved Halloween. And I feel like 
if you love Halloween, eventually you're going to love horror movies. I feel like they go hand in hand. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was young, you know, I was like a kid kind of. I remember my aunt gave me a VHS tape. It had a Halloween and a Nightmare on Elm Street 4 on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I watched that and that kind of really set it off. So, I mean, I was young, but I always loved Halloween and it, they go hand in hand, really. Yeah. They do. <laughs> I wanted to, I just plugged my phone in. Just, I had like a lot of battery, but it's an older iPhone, so. <laughs> right. Can't trust those that. iPhones. I made, I made both the movies on this same phone, so the phones, I got my money's worth on this. Uh, that kind of leads into that question. Yeah. yeah we're, we're really uh, at, like, how, you, how you filmed these? It was all on the phone? Yeah, it was. Um, I, I think this is like an iPhone 7. It was both on these because it's a found footage movie, so. Right. Um, you know, you don't need a great camera. It should look kind of rough, realistic. You know what I mean? So I, I knew I didn't need, with doing that genre, I knew I didn't need a bunch of setting lights and a whole day to do a scene because that takes away from it, I think. Right, right. Now, how did, how did you keep the, the body cam so steady? I've noticed that was very smooth, like, transitions. Um, so that was actually, I, I got, it was like, it, it was to hold a phone on your chest. I guess for like, you know, if you're dirt biking or something. So it like strapped on and I just wore that and it just kind of sat there. And it, luckily I got all the shots I needed from that because it ended up breaking like the next day when I was done shooting in, you know, oh, part of inside that house. So it would have sucked. I would have had to get another one, had to wait, but yeah, it just, it stayed on. And I, I just ran through the house with that on really. Yeah. So it was easy. That's awesome. That's unique. I, I had wondered that we all kind of talked about that together is what we were wondering what kind of camera you use. And the first thing I thought of, it was a phone, which gave it a more creepier kind of feel. It just felt more realistic. So yeah, it looked, it, it look, because if you're going to shoot, you know, if it's just supposed to be raw footage, it's not going to look perfect. It's going to be kind of grainy in certain areas. So I feel like it just adds a little bit to it, I think. Right. And, you know. I don't think it takes anything away from it looking like that. You'll just be like, okay, that's what this would look like if this was found in a dirt road somewhere, you know? Right. But that's right, what no, makes I, it special. Yeah, yeah. I was still shitting my pants, I'm telling you. <laughs> found footage movies, they, they they make my butthole pucker, and I was, I was pretty puckered throughout both of these movies. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, but I agree with that. I feel like if found footage is... Me, personally, when I watch it, I, I just want to be scared, and I feel like if if it's done right, it, it a found footage movie could be terrifying, you know, because you almost become a character in it. Like you're a first person, you know, you go where the camera goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about found footage. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to be in, I don't want to be in this house right now. I want it, but you just gotta go with it. Yeah. So it works, <laughs> I think. A question I had had for you is how did you handle hate with the film? Like, did you have any backlash with making these films? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's always going to happen, especially with found footage, but there was, there was like a, um, on the first one and probably even the second one, I haven't really checked IMDb, but there was like one dude who kind of, it, it was weird. He, he like sent me some messages on YouTube for no reason, just like, because at this, this point I only had like two screenings. There was like 11 reviews and, and they were pretty good, you know? And so he was like, there's no way a low budget movie like this would have good reviews. So he sent me a message on YouTube and was like, I'm going to um, even these reviews out for you. And I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. And then like three days later, there was like 55, just zero review on the IMDb. And I was like, I can't, he can have the IMDb. I can't keep up with, you know, what am I going to do? 
So it, I, it's probably on the second one too. But IMDb is just a way for people to find it. I don't. That's the only reason I would put it on there because trolls can go on there and just d- destroy a movie if they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's no sanction there. You just get on and you can make fifty different accounts and put fifty different. You know, and nobody's gonna check anything. And there's people out there that will fucking do that just because they get jollies off of. And that's the craziest part. That's what I was like. This is to spend that kind of time. You know what you could spend that kind of time doing if you're doing something constructive. You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) You're putting that kind of effort into something positive. Oh man. You can cure Corona. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Right. Um, How many how many shooting days did you have? Like how long? Like for the first one at least. Like how how long did that take you to do? It, um, it was, uh, so, you know, it was all my friends, family. It was like anybody that can help me basically. So it was, I don't know about the exact time. Cause it was, I would just text somebody, Hey man, can we meet up this weekend? I want to, I need to do this voiceover with you. So it was just kind of done that way. You know, when you, you got, you're trying to get everybody on the same page, same time. It's hard to do. So, I mean, I don't know. It probably took a year t- total to shoot it and edit it. Cause I was editing it as I did it. Cause I would do a short. You know, done do another short. So once, maybe a year total with the first one. The second one was a lot quicker. I love that. I love how I love how gorilla it was. You, like you really didn't even plan on doing that. So. Right. Yeah, it just came together. And then if it's fun to do, it's not work. So you'll, you know, you're right. like, I would do this for free. That's awesome. <laughs> for uh, for either of these, did you actually like really? Well, for the second one, like mostly, did you really write like a script for it, or did you just write like an outline for yourself, and then just kind of went off that? The second one, it was a complete script. The, the first one, it, it was, but it was wrote in sections. It was like I would write one short, you know, and then, I mean, maybe I would be taking down ideas while I was doing that one, but all my focus was kind of on, I would just outline it. This is what this is going to be, because I did it in sections like that. You know, I did this one short, then we did another. Then I was like, oh, the wraparound would, could be this and kind of added that. So it came in pieces. But the second one was I sat down and was like, I'm going to write, you know, a sequel. How many uh, how many pages was that was like the page count that you had for the second one? Um, it was probably. I mean, I think it's normally about a minute a page, depending on correct what the scenes are. So it was about seventy five pages, something like that. And then you know, there would be some extra stuff if I wanted to change some voiceover stuff, you know, a page here or something. But it was probably about seventy five pages. Gotcha. Cool. Is, is there a, a a third one, maybe? I've saw, uh, I've seen a lot of comments of people asking for a full trilogy of this. So. Yeah, and you know what? I would. I feel like it, 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 a trilogy would be cool. I feel like it would need one almost because there's a lot of unanswered. I don't know where this is going. You know what I mean? There's a lot of unanswered questions from the second one, but it all depends on how well it does. You know, the first one did well, so I was like, well, people are interested. There's obviously a little bit of people that want to see another one. So, you know, if nobody wants to see the sequel, it, it, it's actually doing pretty good right now, though. But if nobody... I don't know if I would do a third one. I don't know. It's hard to say. We'll see where this goes. I mean, there, I definitely have premises. There's ideas. I've thought about it because when I put the first one out, I was like, I'm just going to do this one movie. It's a one and done. And then, you know, I didn't expect the kind of the support it got. It did pretty well. So I didn't expect, I didn't even have an idea of a second one when I did the first one. But now that I know there's a possibility it could do well, once I was doing the second one, I kind of came you know, I need to start thinking of stuff for a third one so I'm not waiting three years before it comes out and no one gives a shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I did I did like the idea for the second one, how you bridge it to where these people 
seen themselves in this movie and they were like, oh, well, that's not me. And, and then, and then you did the whole that, that came about basically out of desperation because I didn't really have, um, I think it's a cool premise, but I didn't, I, I didn't have any actors. Everybody that was in the first one was all friends of mine. They have never done a movie. I had never done anything. And then on the second one, I was like, man, I'm going to have to get all new people unless I can come up with a reason why the same people would be in this one. You know what I mean? So I kind of went at it that way. I knew it would be easier. It would be more effective because we're already, we already all know each other. It would work. It would be faster. Everything would be more smooth. So, and I feel like it was a cool premise. So it isn't like it was a shitty premise and I forced it. I liked it. Yeah. I like the story of the house and being stuck in the house and all that. How did you come up with that? Like if, you know, if the cop went in there and he could just turn around and leave the movie's over. Right. You know, I was like, well, let's make this, it, the house reappeared already. Let's make it some type of supernatural where once you're in it, you can't get out. Cause then yeah. otherwise he's even the movie's over. You know what I mean? So I, it was kind of that, like, why isn't he just leaving? It doesn't make any sense. So he tries to leave, obviously and can't. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was creepy in itself that you just can't get out of this yeah. house. You're trying uh, to, once you're in, you can't leave. And that kind of became a, um, you know, kind of a pattern in it. Like the second one, you can't leave. It's like you hear it every now and then somebody will say it or something. Right. What were your biggest struggles um, while filming for both of them? Uh, it's hard to say. It's not really, I mean, maybe getting everybody on the same page. You know, if I needed three or four people to do one scene, I need two people in a costume or something. Um, you know, trying to get like, hey, are you free this Saturday at seven? three other people at the same time. It's hard to get people, if, you know, especially when you're not like the first one, I didn't pay anyone. I didn't know what it was going to do. You know, once it was done, we all went on trips and stuff. We had fun, but I didn't know. So, you know, it's like, you're coming out spending your free time with me to make a movie I'm making. You know, you don't want to be an actor. It's not like you really have passion for it, but you're just doing it because you're a friend. So trying to get everybody on that same page, you know what I mean? Like we're going to make a movie. That was probably the hardest part. It wasn't hard, but that was the only thing that was really a issue. Other than that, you know, I, it wasn't that difficult. So, uh, so not really setting out to to be a filmmaker. Do you consider yourself a filmmaker now? Um, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I made films, so I guess, you know, I, I mean, are you going to carry on like after after the found footage? Like, do you plan on doing so after the yeah after this? Like, do you plan on doing anything different, or is it just this? Then maybe reevaluate. Yeah, I don't even know. You know, it's just kind of a fun thing that I. I mean, I would I, honestly, once I'm, I would probably, I'm probably always going to create something just because it's fun to do and I would get bored if I don't. So right. yeah, probably I'll make, you know, but I don't know. It's hard to say if I'm going to make 15 more movies. I don't know. You know what I mean? Are you, you're self distributing the whole thing, right? Like you're doing it all yourself. Yeah. I'm, I do it all out of my, my house. It, it's, it's, it's difficult, but it's worth it. If you could do it yourself. Right. Wow. Well, you, you know, you got, you got, so how did that marketing idea come about with the little black packaging and, and the label and then getting it out to these yeah, ladies yeah because when you I, I look at it like this this is a these are small movies it, it, you know how many movies are made every year i mean it's i don't know thousands 50 movies right. are made a year so if, if you don't do something just a little bit different that makes people be like wait what is that you're going to be drowned and never be heard of you know what I mean? So you have to have something a little bit to like the first one I did the evidence bag and it, people, 
were, you know, they might not have been interested in the movie, but once they saw maybe the packaging, it's like, wait, I need to collect that. I want to own that. You know what I mean? So it makes people interested that otherwise probably wouldn't be. So I feel like it's a, you got to stand out somehow, mm. especially when you're a really small movie like these are, you know, because of course, if you're a big movie, you got the budget, you could post up on Bloody Disgusting and 10 million people know. But if you're a small one, you can't, you got to do something else to catch attention. It's about presentation. The marketing. Yeah. And just, it's also, it's also kind of um, like giving an experience before you even see the movie, you know, like getting the packaging, you got these bloody letters. It's kind of a whole ordeal. It's not just you're getting a Blu-ray, you put it in and watch a movie. It's kind of a whole lead up. You know what I mean? It's kind of an experience, I think. The packaging was fantastic. It, it was unique. It was different. It was creepy. I, I love the whole idea. It was something that I personally haven't seen being done before and receiving it. It takes you back a couple steps. You're like, okay, this is weird. This is eerie. Cause Chrissy had actually sent us your packaging and I was completely freaked out. I didn't even know it was for your film. Yeah. And I, it was amazing. amazing. Yeah. See, that's what I, you know, I wanted it to do that kind of, it's, it's, it's just creepy before you even know, before you watch the movie, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. I think it, they worked out. Absolutely. And, and, and that, like with, with physical media, physical media is dying, whether people want to realize it or not. Like it's yeah. not what it was a decade ago. So you I also got to do things to keep people wanting to come to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so how'd you get it through uh, Amazon since you're all doing it yourself? You, you can just, so they have a whole like, um, like a process you can do. You you got to get all the specs right, make sure the film's in the right format, artwork and all that. And then they have, you can, there's like a certain website you can go on and, and upload it. And if they feel like, it, if they're okay with it, they'll let it come through, you know? And then you can set like, the, if you want to do a pricing, if you want to do straight prime, you can set all that, but they'll, they, they may turn it down. I, I like, I, I didn't know what was going to happen with the first one. It took like four months to hear back from them. And they were like, okay, we're good with it. And then the second one they took immediately, which was crazy. But, you know, I guess they're, they want to make sure you're not just putting up your kid's birthday uh, party. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, cheese or something. They want to make sure it's something that people may want to see and it fits what they're doing. I wanted to go back to the, uh, to the physical media aspect of it. So the, uh, <clears throat> so the DVDs just being like the plain white is because you couldn't, you couldn't get like a, a cover for it or did you just do that to add to the eerie factor? It was actually both. So oh, yeah. with with the like I've reached with the first one, I've reached out to a bunch of different companies that would actually print on Blu-ray. And I didn't like they either couldn't really do what I wanted or it was just like with the first one, you know, I didn't again didn't really know if it would be successful. So I didn't want to spend twenty thousand dollars on something that I may not make a dollar on. You know what I mean? Just whether you would do it. It just didn't make sense. So they were just too expensive. So I was like, well, how can I still make this unique, but do it super cheap and do it myself? And it was like, I'll just put bloody fingerprints on it because I feel like that also just adds to the, you know, the whole experience. And I, I feel like it, I couldn't have gotten the disc printed on better than that was. I don't think. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was a nice touch. I thought that was cool to, to do that. 
So did so did you uh, did you burn out all these all the uh, Blu-rays on your own? Or did you actually get those done through a company and then just added the uh, the blood splatter yourself? Yeah, I did it again. So every single Blu-ray that went out, I, I got a uh, a pack of red ink, and every single Blu-ray I put my hand in and put bloody fingerprints on it. And I mean, you know, obviously, like I would get a bunch ready at first before the, it was released, you know, three, four hundred. But then after that, as they're coming in, I, each one, I'm, you know, because I'll, I'll burn a stack at a time. But I, I burn the Blu-rays one at a time because I still haven't upgraded to. But I do it so far in advance that I'm, I'm ready just in case it does really good Blu-ray wise. You know, I'm not doing one at a time as they come in. I might have 200 already ready and then trickle them in after that. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just did it myself. Bought blue, uh, blank Blu-rays off Amazon and red uh, ink, and just just do this on every single one. Ricky, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. You're a fucking you're an inspiration to the filmmakers out there, man. Because that's like that's fucking bitching yeah. that you did that. <laughs> I, like I said, it's not it's not that it, any of it's not really hard. You just gotta you gotta be willing to work. That's the only thing you can't. You know, you get a bunch of Blu-ray orders. You got to put all, you got to put, you know, how long it takes to put the fear footage Blu-ray together. There's like two, you know, it's an evidence bag. I got to do the bloody fingerprint. There's two letters in it. There's a whole, it's a whole ordeal. It's a whole process. (laughs) What is it? It's a whole process to send out stuff. (laughs) I know all about that. (laughs) Why, uh, why did you go no end credits? What was, uh, what was up with that? Partly because it's a found footage movie, you kind of want to leave the little bit of realism to it. But also, like, I, I mean, no, no, I talked to all the people that were in it. Nobody was like, oh, I want my name on it. You know what I mean? I want to make, say I was this character. So I didn't want my name on it either. I just wanted it to be this movie that came out and maybe it made, you know, people thought it was creepy. That I think that adds to it more. So I was like, I don't want my name on it. Do you guys? Nobody cared. So we'll just leave it blank and let it be this movie. You know, that's who knows where it came from. Nobody knows. It's just this creepy little found footage movie. You don't know who made it or anything like that. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was a very nice touch that you did that. I thought, I thought that was cool. Normally, in, in this little group, I shit on everything, but I actually, I, I liked like the way you put everything together, though. <laughs> Same. I appreciate it. Because it's almost like, imagine if you actually like found a disc with footage on it and it being blank, it kind of just gives you that weird vibe of like what could it be and then just to shut off the movie itself too that i thought that was fantastic yeah it's it's the whole you know it's like just part of the experience again it's the whole thing do you have any advice that you could give to any independent filmmakers or aspiring or people who want to go down that path i feel like um i feel like you you have to you because making a, a film is going to be a pretty long, it's not a really long process, but you're going to have to spend some time with this thing. So I feel like you have to believe in what you're doing because you, you know, it could be, it's easy to be like, ah, oh, this ain't no good. I, I'm going to give up. So you have to, the, you know, the whole time you got to keep that same passion for, you know, say a year, year and a half. So I feel like that's what it is. You got to believe in what you're doing and you can't lose focus. Because how many people talk about, oh, I'm going to do a movie and do a movie, but you know how, you, you got to really lock that in and, and do it. You know what I mean? So you just got to stay focused and believe in what you're doing. Well said. Yeah, I agree. Christy, Christy, you got anything else? No, I think everything that I 
I wanted to ask. I asked. I think I covered everything. Okay. My, my so, last so question would be, uh, um, like the, the looks of like the, the creatures, the demons, stuff like that. Like, how did those come about? Did you guys create any, like the masks or anything that they were wearing or. Oh yeah. That's a so, like, just the creatures you mean? Like, how did that come about? Yeah. And like the, the looks of them and all that stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of, um, I just wanted, I mean, I mean, most of it was mass. Some of a little bit of it was makeup, but I just wanted the creepiest shit I could find. Kind of. I mean, that's kind of how it came about, you know. So you just kind of went out and looked up, looked for masks, and then just <laughs> picked masks and went with that. Well, a few of those. I think. I think it was actually maybe three of them on, actually on both movies. Um, th there was. There's like some people that'll do. They'll they'll make whatever you want, you know. So I, I reached out to two different artists through Instagram and I was like, hey, they made masks. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of looking for this. And then they would, they kind of did it. Like I would send them, you know, I want, like for the first one, there was like the lady at the piano. Uh, she, you know, he, he turns around, he turns back and she's standing up and it's like the long. And I, I, I just told him what I wanted. I wanted like dead eyes, like a long open mouth. And then I added a wig to it. It was just kind of the front of the face. But I, you know, it's just stuff like that. The the lady in the pool in the second movie, that was the same type of thing. Like I want a dead looking kind of blue, and you know they'll these people want to do that. So, but you know, collab with them and they turned out pretty creepy. I thought. All right, on, and I and I do appreciate your editing. Your editing is what made me shit my pants a couple times. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I did appreciate the, like uh, the jump scares. I thought the jump scares were pretty good. I was I was happy with those. I appreciate it. I, I tried to cut back on them a little bit on the second. I wanted it to be more. So so have all of you seen both of the fear footage? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. So which do you prefer? That's what I. That's my question to you. And I, I won't be hurt either way. I love both of them. So. I love the first one. That one completely sold me, start to finish. I think yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the same way. The first one was kind of more uh, balls to the wall and just and just kept me on the edge of my seat. I know quite a few people that love the second one. Like we have a follower, Daryl yeah. Hook, fuck you, Daryl Hook. But yeah. <laughs> but he 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 even said that this is probably gonna be one of the best movies that he sees all year. It was the second one. So yeah. Oh wow. I mean, honestly, I I like the second one better. I I like that it's more of a mystery. It's more of a build. But like doing both the first one when i went into it i went in like and when i was making the shorts i went into it like i'm i want to do like a uh like a like a haunted hayride type of horror movie like where you know it, it starts and you're there and you don't know what's around this corner around that and then with the second one i went into it like i want to do more of a a slow burn into madness like a, uh, a really scary ending so that i was what i wanted to do on both it came out exactly how I wanted, so I so I love them both the same because they're. I didn't want to do the same thing again when I did the second one. You know, we were, I've already did that. People have already seen it, and I also didn't like it. Got a lot of VHS comparisons, which I get. I mean, it's an anthology found footage movie. I get it. So, but I was like, okay, I don't want to do that again, and so it, it was kind of that way. Yeah, I, I had a I had a note that I wrote down, like being a filmmaker myself, like a, the, the, like if since we we're talking about that, I mean, for me, like I wrote down, uh, why are we stopping to read the diary instead of moving on? We keep delaying the progression by taking a few steps back 
it creates detachment for our investment into the story. I feel like uh, most of the problems I had uh, was the wraparound and how it's like we're moving. We hear something. We're, we should go investigate that. But instead, we're taking two steps back and then we're going to uh, go and watch the, the the other segment and then going back like to, to me like that like that fucked with me a little bit but i understood why you did it though no, I mean, and you know what you're 100 percent right and but the thing is the, it, i did it so so small like the entire wraparound of the first one was just so that's my grandmother's house that's in the first one and at the, at the end of the second one and it it was just the, the entire wraparound of the first one is just me and my wife she's all the creatures in the house I just edited it so we changed costumes, you know what I mean? So nice. once, once and, and I felt bad because my, my grandmother doesn't use air conditioning. And this was like mid-June. It was like 95 in the house. And my wife's got these masks on. She's sweating her ass off. She loves me, obviously. Oh, that's awesome. For, for two hours. So it was just me and her. And once it was done... You know, I, I looking at it, I was like, oh, I wish I could have probably did that different. Like, you know, yeah, I, you're right. Like, why would he hear a noise and then go read a diary or, you know, not. But you got to it's a movie. You know what I mean? You got to suspend your belief a little bit. But that's the reason it was just me and her. And I was like, I, she's not going to want to do this again. It's already done, right. So I'm okay. I mean, like for, for me, like I, I feel like a, I feel like I would have done the same thing if I had a fluff time. I felt like that, like that's what I, I would have done the same thing. To like to, to fill those yeah, gaps I, with I, something else, then go back to it. Yeah. And like even the diary part, which I, I feel like it, it, like reading it's kind of creepy, but it's also a long scene where you're just reading pages. But how else would that happen? Like he, you know what I'm saying? He, you needed to know that aspect of it. And how else could I relay that to the viewer than him reading? He's not going to read it out loud to himself. That's even more unrealistic. You know right. what I mean? There, I just, I was like, "There's no other way to do this," so that it had to happen. Good answer. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> well, I sold you on it. You're like, you know what? I like that part now. That's a good. <laughs> I mean, not not 100, but I I see where you're going, so I'm giving you a little bit of leeway in my head, but I'm I'm still sticking to my guns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on this one. Fantastic. Yeah, but no, I mean, I I, I thought it was well done. Like, I I get it. I get it. Doing the doing this shit's difficult, but I mean, man, like you, you basically like the, the budgets on these. Everything that we see online is that pretty accurate? Like three hundred to seven hundred. Yeah, man. I, I made them for especially the first one because I didn't know. Like again, you don't want to spend five grand on something if you don't know what it's going to do. So the first one I made. I mean, all the costumes were like from the Goodwill. I used locations that it was people that I knew had these locations, so I didn't. I didn't really spend money on much. I mean, the, the most I spent money on with that one was probably the, the, the film festival circuit because you got to pay for submissions. You know, I submitted to maybe 20 of them, 25. I think it did like eight of them and that's how it's going to go anyway. But that that's good promotion. It looks good. Like this is getting accepted in the film festivals. I'll check this out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's once you put all those little, like one. the banner tags on it, like everybody wants to see what that's yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, it really, it could have got accepted into nothing. I don't, you know, I didn't know, but it, you know, it really did those. It did well. It got a few, um, like best feature film at like, th I think three of them or something like that. So that was the most on the first one. The second one, I spent a little bit of money cause I rented the location. We went away. It's like me and uh, two friends. And I mean, but it wasn't a lot. I still do. I still want to do it as cheap as I can because why not? Why do you need $5 million to make a found footage movie? It doesn't make any sense to me. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it's it sounds like uh, it sounds like you did a you did really well on your return on investment considering the budget amounts. <laughs> yeah, the first one I made I made it for like three hundred dollars I think, and then the second one was probably closer to well no the first one with with festival submissions it maybe was it was still under a thousand, and then the second one was probably right at a thousand. So you know you it's it, as long as you can do a little bit of promo and make it a little interesting, you should be able to make that back. You know, pretty easy. A couple of day or two. Yeah, you just have to grind and you have to push it out and you just create the yeah. awareness. Making the website is good, like doing it all like yourself and just kind of like pushing it out there. I mean, it sounds like and it looks like you did everything the right way. So, I mean, like a kudos to you, man, for doing that props. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I, I learned like with the first one because a lot of I mean, people saw it and maybe didn't like it. And that, that's fine. But you know what? They saw it. They They were interested enough to buy it to rent it, whatever they did. So that I learned that marketing is, is bigger than anything because if you can get somebody to see it, it doesn't matter if they hated it or loved it. They saw it. That's all you wanted them to do. You know? So if you have the right marketing angle and strategy and enough people see it, it can work. You know, and, and if they love it, it's even better because now they'll come back. So that I, I learned that was the biggest finding a good marketing angle and, kind of pushing it yeah you uh you you uh you built that uh that the uh the repeat clientele right there <laughs> yeah i mean i think i i would like to think a lot of people came back i mean hopefully we'll see well, well con congrats and all that and especially after hearing that it was wasn't even really planned to be even a like a movie or or, or a franchise or whatever that you were just doing this for fun and then that's turning into something that's kind of spreading a little, little viral status going on here. So congrats on that. And I mean, I, I look forward to see anything that you else that you do. If, if you do anything else after this, you know, we, we definitely look forward to it. I appreciate it. And for, uh, for all the people who may not know where, where can they find you? Where, where can they find everything about this movie? Like what's, where should they go? So Instagram, it's at, um, the, I think it's the underscore fear underscore footage. Uh, Facebook is, I think the, the fear footage. I don't use Facebook. I think Instagram is the best social media network, but, uh, Facebook, you got, you know, you got to have it. So it's at the fear footage. Then the fear footage.com is where they can pretty much get everything. Cause it'll take you to both of those from there. Yep. But yeah, I mean, that's everything you need is at the fear footage. <clears throat> Ricky, I think uh, I think you created something pretty awesome, and you're basically a, just a one man show doing the whole thing, with the exception of your wife stepping in because she loves you. But uh, well, I, have friends. I mean, people, I don't want to discount it. People helped me, you know. I don't want to discount anybody, but thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 worked with people where it takes thirty people to do one thing, and then uh, you like with a small crew, we'll just say a handful, and like you, you like you accomplished it. So I mean. The hardest part is finishing it, and you did that. So, props to you, man. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it, and we, we'd love to hear you from you again. Maybe get All right, you, you guys have a good one. You guys stay safe. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Ricky.